What's good and welcome back to the Better Yourself Podcast, man. It's your boy, Amon Lot, checking back in with a brand new episode, the first episode of 2021. Let's go, y'all. Yo, 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 yo. Man, I'm back in the building, people, man. I'm back and I'm better and I'm here with this content to bring y'all that I've been promising y'all. I'm finally back and I got a plan to keep it going, man. It's been such a trying time, y'all, but there's no excuse to follow and chase your dreams like my original message was when I started this show. It's to bet on yourself and it's to chase your dreams and it's to trust God. So that's what I'm here to do, man. Before we get into the sports aspect of the show, y'all know I got to drop a little game on y'all. And in that segment, I want to talk about when God reroutes your path, you got to let him do it. Man, I'm telling y'all, I've been going through some things, some 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 stages of personal growth where you really have to take your hands off the wheel and let him autopilot that thing. Even when it's uncomfortable, you have to let him move in your life. And it's, it's wild when your wants sometimes don't line up with what God wants for you. You feel me? But people always pull off that tr- cliche statement, you got to trust God. But you can't trust God and worry about your day-to-day at the same time. Take your hands off that wheel and let him control that pace because he got you. I'm telling you, he got you. He going to show you blessings that you would have never even imagined or dreamt of. You feel me? It's going to be that crazy. You know, that you can't even, when you tell people and you talk to other people about it, they're going to be looking at you crazy. That's why you can't chop it up with, with man. You can't chop it up with folks about your vision and where you're going. You see what I'm saying? You got to be tapped in and had them plans, disciplined, and locked in with, with the man upstairs for real. But, hey, man, like I said, man, lately, y'all, I just been focusing on everything that takes no talent, mastering everything that takes no talent or skill, being consistent, being disciplined, doing the things that you say you're going to do it when you're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just you, you take a step back from all the hoopla of it, and then you just tap into what can I do to get myself better that doesn't take any anything or anybody else. And you start mastering those things, those things, and then all the other aspects of your life will turn out to be successful. You feel me? You just got to break it break it down piece by piece and get a good foundation of discipline and consistency and control, and you can go wherever and do whatever you want to do. You feel me? Like, this jump is so crazy. Like, last year probably was one of the most successful years of my life, dog. But it also was the year I caught the most hell as well. You feel me? Like, it really was that intensified to the point to where I'm like, a few times wondering like dang is this what i want to do is this the field that i want to work in and every time i ask myself that question yes this is exactly what i want to do you can't let the fear of the unknown deter you from walking through them doors you feel me just because you don't know what's on the other side of that action don't mean you got to duck that smoke man you feel me you got to go get that you know what i'm saying like you got to have real endurance for this thing this this life is really a marathon all i know that's cliche aspects of it uh rest in peace to nip but like i'm serious it's seriously a marathon once you understand that aspect of it, you won't be upset when adversity comes your way. Because you should expect it. You should expect it turmoil. Know that that stuff is coming. So it's no surprise when it get there. Handle your business, lick your wounds, and move on. You see what I'm saying? Accept the challenge and know that the adversity is coming every single time. Every time you duck the devil, every time you beat him out, just know he's coming back ten times harder. Because what you're doing is destined for greatness. And it's not regular. When you're doing something that's not regular, when you're going some places that people ain't went, it's going to take some irregular activity to get there. It's going to take some sacrifice to get there. You feel me? And it's just like, bro, I really think, I really think social media, bro, it got, it's such a great tool, but it got like, you know, people of our generation in, in a, it's a facade. You know, you see you see people, you know, lives are being changed daily right now on social media. And a lot of that stuff is is, is fake. 
I'm just being honest. It's millions, billions of people in this world. We're looking at such a small sample size of the people who are actually out here walking around and taking those small sample size cases as truth. When all actuality, that was just luck. These opportunities ain't falling out the sky, man. You got to grind. And you got to grind over time. People's life ain't just getting changed when they wake up and they be a millionaire dog. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta burn that midnight oil, man. Like my mom, shout out my mom. You gotta burn, you gotta burn that midnight oil. You know, it, it's gonna take, it's gonna take a crazy level of commitment to get to anything spectacular. Nothing spectacular, nothing great is accumulated in a short amount of time. Peak that. Peak that now. Nothing really worth having is accumulated in a short amount of time. It's, it's overgrind. It's a, it's a process. You gotta trust it. You feel me? But I ain't going to beat y'all head in with that. I just happen to give y'all a couple jewels that I've been, you know, tapped in with over the past couple months. Really trying to get myself disciplined right. Because like I say, I ain't perfect. You feel me? This this podcast will be therapeutic for me. I come in here and just tap in and just really try to help people out with some of the experiences that I have went through. You feel me? Because like I say, it's nothing new under the sun. Everybody done already ran the races. That's why I wish when I was a younger younger man, I really just would have listened more. But think about it is, it's never too late to tap in and learn. But I'm just saying, like, so much stuff could have been avoided if I just would have slowed down and listened. But, you know, when you're in the, the midst of things, you're moving so fast, dog. You're moving so fast. But... Man, come on, man. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna harp on y'all, y'all all day, man. Hey, moving on. Y'all know how we rock on the Better Yourself podcast. We give you the blast from the past segment every show, and that's nothing new. But we're gonna keep that tradition going in 2021. So this week's first blast from the past is a Florida boy. Shout out to my man, the great Ken Rattler Riley. Okay, uh, originally from Bartow, Florida. Okay, Central Florida, uh, somewhere area down there. I think it's about Orlando, Palm Beach. So it's somewhere up in that little area right there. But from Bartow, Florida, a graduate of Florida A&M University. But I'm not, I'm not going to get into all that yet. Let me give y'all guys his bio. Uh, Ken Rattler Riley was a cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals. He recorded 65 interceptions and while scoring five TDs in his career, giving him the fourth all-time um, on the interception list in the NFL. Peep this. He is not in the Hall of Fame as the only three people who are in front of him and the fifth person are also in the Hall of Fame. Okay? So that's a head scratcher in his in his own right right there. Okay. Let me let me tap in. Drafted in the sixth round. He was a three-time all-pro, never made an all-star team. Okay? Low-key guy. He wasn't really with all the rapping. So a lot of his work went unnoticed. Out there in Cincinnati, probably on a bad ball club. He led them to their first Super Bowl late in his career. But like I said. He played on a lot of bad teams. He was in a lower a lower market, but it don't make no sense. The film, don't lie, cut the tape on. Ken Rattler Riley was a beast and should be in the Hall of Fame. Like I said, recorded 65 interceptions. Anybody who got 65-plus picks, that's ridiculous, okay? Let me tap in. 1976 was his best year, okay, grabbing nine interceptions, and he set a franchise record that no one didn't break until 30 years later. Delta O'Neal broke it uh, for the for the Bengals, but that's ridiculous. And you tell you talking you talking about a Hall of Fame caliber guy who went crazy on a bad team. Come on now, let's tap into his his career at FAMU. Okay, so before he became an NFL cornerback, he was one of the first people, like I say, when they had position changes when they went to the next level. So he played quarterback at FAMU for a, a famous head coach Jake Gaither. So come on now, you know they was going crazy and winning all them championships. So he was a winner, a bona fide winner. But like I said, he played quarterback, very gifted athlete, very great ball skills to to go to the next level, go on the other side of the ball, and then be a standout at that position from from playing quarterback in in college. You see what I'm saying? So he was a outstanding athlete. Give you another tidbit. He also was a Rhodes Scholar while at FAMU. 
So you talk about somebody who was doing it on the field, but also doing it off the field as well. Another fun fact, in Joe Namath's last game, and, and y'all may have to Google Joe Namath, but he was one of the best quarterbacks of all time in that generation, okay? He picked Joe Namath off twice in his last football game, so he sent him off on a bad note. You feel me? In his last year in the league at age 36, he recorded eight picks, two TDs, and two forced fumbles at age 36. So, hey, Prime wasn't the only one late in his career still getting money now. I, you got to respect Kenny Rattler Riley. Then, after his playing career, he returned back to the Hill, okay? He coached two years uh, at Green Bay before going back to the Hill to be the head coach for, I think, about six or seven years, where he then captured two MEAC titles and two Coach of the Year titles. So this week's Blast from the Past, I'm going to leave a link in the uh, description for you guys, but Ken the Rattler Riley, and I believe he just passed not too long ago, so let's make sure we give him his, his roses as they weren't showing him love while he was here. So I'm going to make sure that you get your love, OG. Much love and respect to Ken Rattler Riley. Now let's get into this, man. NFL Championship weekend just went by, and... I thought about something Sunday night after I watched both games, and y'all know we got the matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champion, and the GOAT Tom Brady and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa to Tampa, in Tampa, limited capacity because of COVID, but it's okay because I said this might be the best Super Bowl of my lifetime. When you just think about the storylines, you think about the coaching, the star power, the teams. They just had this matchup in the regular season in Tampa in a good game. It's, it's, it, it, it don't get no better than this, dog. If I, t I just told my dog, I said, man, listen, if I had to pay for it, I would. If I had to pay for this game, I would. And I might have paid $100 for it because it's that good. You got Brady versus Mahomes, Andy Reid versus Bruce Arians, Eric B. Enemy, OC of the Chiefs now, versus Todd Bowles, DC of the uh, Bucks. Come on now. Let's get into the Chiefs. Arguably one of the most best offenses ever. You know what I mean? It's, at, this, at this point, it's getting ridiculous. I watched it last week. You throw Tyreek a bubble, uh, not even a bubble, a slant on the 20. And he goes 70, okay? He breaking tackles. He closing out angles. Guys are two and three feet away, can't touch him. Well, you got the luxury to do that, throwing the slant, and you look, off, look across the middle of the field, you got Travis Kelsey, who probably had one of the best seasons by a tight end ever. What tight end you know in top five and catches touchdowns and yards? That's ridiculous, man. Then you got Sammy Watkins just out there posted. Who ain't too bad himself? Demarcus Robinson, who ain't too bad himself? If it gets slow, I can hand it off to Clyde Edwards a little. Oh, oops, I still got Le'Veon too. The Chiefs are ridiculous, man. And then, but, hey, pick this tidbit too, y'all. Before our eyes, Teron Matthew is becoming a all-time great. The Honey Badger. Look how far he's come. Real talk, now. Potential Heisman in college. Got into some trouble. Everybody bad-mouthed his name. Everybody wrote him off. But he kept his nose clean. He became a pro. Went out Arizona. Became a pro. Him and Pat Pete shut it down out there. Went to Houston. Was a pro bowler. 
And then he done went to Kansas City and took his game to a whole nother level. Whole nother level. Them guys on that back end, who he playing with beside him, Thorwell, Breland, those are cool guys, man. Them guys, uh, Sorensen, them guys are cool guys. Them guys playing up because they got a savage back there with them. Well, you know you got a dog like that with you, a, 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 a guy like that back there with you who secured everything, making sure everybody lined up where they want to be. You going to hold yourself to a high standard as a player because I want to make sure that I ain't let my guy down. I want to make sure I'm where I'm supposed to be so he can make plays too. He turning me up making them type of plays. I want to play like a savage too. Love Teron Matthew, man. Got Chris Jones up there in the middle. Frank Clark off the tip. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a really good game. Get it to the Bucks. Tom Brady himself. We don't got to talk about Tom. We don't got to discuss that. Y'all y'all know exactly who he is at this point. Uh, we all do. I was in denial for a minute, for a while, around Super Bowl three or four. Like, man, it ain't like that. Man, it's like that. He a winner. <laughs> he got, well, he got that it, that it, that moxie, that that that. Let's go, guys. Guys, get up to play with that guy, Tommy B. Guys, get up to play with Tommy B for real, man. Guys, take pay cuts to go play with that guy for real, and it's a reason, as we can see. Got off to a slow start this year. It was a lot of uh, Brady ain't got it no more. He done lost his steps. Does he, does he need to get out the door a little bit earlier? Brady said, y'all, y'all, y'all just vibe up. I'm going to throw a couple picks, a couple pick sixes too. But I'm going to show, come back down the next drive and launch that sucker and try, to, and try to put it on your head. That's what I love about Brady. He'll throw a pick and come right back out there and push the ball downfield the next drive. You got to have that type of amnesia when you're out there playing in them high leverage games because you got to make a play, dog. Can't be scared. Got to make a play. You get into it, you got Brady Lee, them guys out there. Mike Evans, uh, who broke Randy Moss' record for, I guess, I guess, I think it's eight consecutive seasons with 1,000-plus uh, yards, 70-plus catches. Mike Evans is a, is a complete dog out there. Chris Godwin is a complete dog out there. And don't forget about Tony Totap. Let's clap it up for Tony Totap, please. Everybody who reposted all the TMZ work, please uh, celebrate all the Super Bowl work. No suspensions this year. No bad press this year. Where all the AB love at? Because y'all show was celebrating this ignorance. Where all the AB love at? Tap in, please. Please tap in. Because you know what? My dog asked me, he said, who you got to win this one, man? And y'all, I don't bet no like that no more. But I'm, I'm telling you, I say, my mind telling me the Chiefs, but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks got him. Right now, I'm just I'm not making no pick because I'm gonna give y'all another Super Bowl show before we go live. But I I don't know who could who could get it. Like I said, you got Scotty Miller number ten in the slot as well. Freaky little guy. I'm telling you, the Bucks got one of the best receiving cores in the league. They got the kid Johnson eighteen. I'm telling you, they got one of the best receiving cores in the league. Cameron Braid at tight end as well. Gronk at tight end as well. You you loaded. Then shout out my boy Leonard Fournette. Shout out Ronald Jones. But shout out Leonard Fournette. Jaguars, we cut him for what? Thank God he landed on his feet. But all my Jaguar fans know this. Every time we cut a guy, go to the Super Bowl. Kid you not. Trade a guy. Go to the Super Bowl next year. That's some bad mojo we got going on, but I ain't even going to speak on that. You look at the, Buc the Buccaneers' defense, like I say, led by uh, Ty Bowles, the defensive coordinator, uh, Levante David, uh, vet. Of course, you got Big Sue down there uh, holding it down, the deep tackle. Um, and, and the Bucs have really uh, compiled a nice – uh, defense. They got guys at every level. Carlton, Carlton Davis out there at corner. 
Solid. Whitfield at safety. Young guy. Solid. Murphy Bunting out there in the nickel. Slot guy. Solid. Devin White, who's a hell of a player. Top five back in the league right now, if you ask me. In the pass pro and in the run support. Him and David scrape from sideline to sideline. So that's going to be interesting to see how what type of looks he can throw at Mahomes. I'm going to tell you something. Playing coverage ain't the, ain't, the, ain't the game with Mahomes, man. Man, send pressure, dog. Because you know what? If you play coverage and rush three, he going to throw a, a touchdown regardless. So you might as well send the house. Give him less time. Because if you give him, give him time to, to, to digest it, to extend plays with his feet, it's going to be a long night. You got to get him uncomfortable. And I'm going to tell you what. They got Shaq Barrett off that tip. He's coming. So I don't know who, who, who blocking uh, for the Chiefs. Mr. Schwartz, one of them guys. Man, listen. Uh, Bear is coming off that tip. He comes off that tip with bad intentions. I love Bear. So, like I said, y'all, this is gonna be an excellent game, dog. A excellent game. I'm not gonna give y'all, like I said, a prediction yet, but I just think that this is one of the best Super Bowls of my lifetime. And I would like to know how y'all feel about it too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, but I really think this is one of them ones. Like, this could really be the changing of the guard. Or if I'm Brady, I win this when I'm walking off. I don't know what else you're trying to accomplish at that point. You are, you might want to walk off. Because you 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 beat Mahomes. Then if you Mahomes and you win, you beat Brady. You 25 with two chips and two MVPs. That's ridiculous, man. He might be top five ever already. Like, oh, that's crazy. But he's that good. It's that transcendent. I think, and then this is another good question we were having. We were having a conversation, me and the guys. They said that Tyreek is the fastest fastest player ever. And I was like, I don't know about that. But I think it's just more exploited because of the whole ordeal. You can't really double them because you got Kelsey and you got other weapons who are going to destroy you, Miko Hardeman and company. And, and then you, you, you can't give him single coverage because he'll blow you by you. Then... When you have good coverage, it's a better ball for Mahomes. Think about all the great receivers, fast receivers who play with trash quarterbacks. This is a great combination of great quarterback play and also great receivers. It's ridiculous. Must see TV, dog. Let's get into some NBA action, guys. We're going to start at the top of this thing. The Lakers are still dominant. Uh, tapped in last night, watched LeBron give us 46 points, 8 boards, and 6 assists. He's still doing whatever he want, man. Uh, he's incorporating the fadeaway back into his game, off one leg, off two, uh, turning around, deep twos out there by the three-point line. I love what LeBron is out there doing. Now, he's just playing with a little pace. They coasting right now out west. I don't think they're going to run into any trouble. They're just too deep. Uh, with the addition of Dennis Stroder, and then you get Montrez Harrell, they already was deep, but that just made them deeper. You see what I'm saying? You, you, you guys like KCP don't have to be dependent no more because I got more guys who can come in here and get the job done. You telling me you're looking at a a, a, a four or five hole matchup where you could possibly throw Montrezl Hill, AD out there together, got Braun at the three. I, I don't know who's beating that guys. I don't know. Now Brooklyn just compiled something nasty over there now, but I don't know if they're gonna be able to beat these guys this year. Next year. I think it's definitely on the table. But right now, I think Brooklyn's overall team chemistry and then defensively, they just it's just it's not enough for me. It's no way the Cleveland Cavaliers should be going 120 plus on you. 
Hawks get 120, 115 plus on you consistently at home, on the road. It don't matter. Y'all a bad defensive team. But boy, 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 they can fill it up. That's why I say next year it won't matter. I don't think it'll matter next year. But right now, I still give it to the Lakers because of what they've compiled, uh, the team chemistry. Uh, you got THT. You know, you got all these guys. Caruso, you still got all these guys still playing and giving you good minutes. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you plug in a guy like Montrez Harrell, like who's giving you so much ferocious intensity on the boards. You still got Gasol who can give you second team, first team minutes, whatever you want. LeBron still passing the ball around the world. Like it's just, I don't know. And then you still consider an AD a top five player? And you telling me they're not, they not going to win it this year? I don't know. It's hard for me to understand that even with James Harden heading to Brooklyn. Because, see, let's discuss that. Harden to Brooklyn is probably, and I, I keep, I, I don't said a lot of best elves already on this show, but I'm telling you, that might be the, compila- the best compilation of three scores ever. Ever. I mean, I know you had KD, KD, Clay, and Steph, but this this right here is very different. This is probably the best ISO ball scoring team ever. What you want to do? You stop James, stop Kyrie. You stop Kyrie, you got to stop KD. And I don't know who's stopping KD. KD's stopping himself. I ain't, I ain't been the best fun fan of KD over the years, but he's a guy. Slim Reaper, it's easy money. But Brian got him this year. They got him this year. Because they don't, I don't think they have enough defensively. Joe Harris in the star lineup, that ain't going to cut it. That's a liability. I love Joe. Great shooter. They need a, they need a uh, defensive presence as well in there. Because think about it like this. Kyrie take a bad shot. Who getting back on D? Durant, maybe. Joe Harris, maybe. But he ain't getting back with a lot of intensity. Come on now. And, and like I say, I just don't know. It's only one ball, man. It's only one ball. Now, the stuff, the clips I have seen so far is poetry in motion. Of course, they, they want to play with each other. Of course, they're going to figure it out because these guys are high IQ basketball players. Seriously. But as far as that scoring goes, ain't nobody touching them, man. All time or not. That, that, them three together, like, and I just want to see how they go continue to mesh in jail because it's still early to speak on that right now. But I just want to see how they would be in a series with somebody. That's tough. You 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 stop KD, hold him hold him to twenty five or something. Harden give you thirty four, Kyrie give you twenty seven. Game game probably over by then. You let them three get you. You you about done. Can't nobody else go if that's what's gonna happen. But it's gonna be interesting to see. Next NBA topic. I have to speak on this. Steph Curry is still cooking. Chef Curry, whatever you want to call him, he's still a guy. Best shooter all time. Off the pound. I'm I'm here to admit it now. Uh, he may not have the industrial kitchen that he used to have with a big chef and a big staff, got Clay and all these other good chefs to help him out, but, boy, he got that mobile smoker. That boy got a mobile smoker. You hear me, dog? Curry has been going crazy this year. He averaging 28, 6, and 5. He's taking full advantage of all the touches, letting guys know that my bag is still deep. Please do not forget about me. I'm still out west with all smoke. Love what Curry doing right now. Off the dribble in the passing game and on the defensive end, he's really applying himself because – they gonna have to make the playoffs for his for for, for his sake. I'm I'm sure he's not trying to go back home again. But the West is tough. The West is tough as heck. Tell you this here. Next topic, okay. And before I speak on this, I don't know where I'm going with this, but just understand that they guys, and I have to speak on these guys. Boston's Boston Celtics, okay. 
what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have the potential to do is something special. Very special. Okay? Let me tell you what I see in these two guys. And this this is a stretch here too, but Pete, this. This Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker reloaded. Reloaded with a Uzi clip. You hear me? Jalen Brown been out of his mind this year. This man averaging 27, 6, and 4. Just the other night now, before we got him on his podcast, man had 33 points in 19 minutes. That's the fastest ever, sir. Turn back two nights before, he went for 42 and 9 versus the 76ers. Shooting 16 for 28 from the field, dog. 52% from the field this year. 44% from three. Love his game right now, dog. Love his game right now. Off the dribble, uh, off the catch and shoot. He in the post game, giving guys a turnover, uh, finishing at the cup either hand. He just got great sauce right now. And again, he was a point guard in high school. You see what I'm saying? So, like, his dribble background is saucy. So, for him at 6'7", six, 6'8", six, being able to have that versatility to put it on the floor, but then still explode and finish at the cup, that's trouble. That's trouble. Okay? And he's a young bull. That's trouble. Now, Jason Tatum been hurt. But peep this now. Before he got hurt, no, 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 before he got hurt, excuse me, last night he returned as well, but before he got hurt, the game before he got hurt, he had 47-8. And, of course, y'all seen him uh, give Giannis the one-two step back, tween-tween cross off the glass for game before he got hurt. But peep this. Last night, he just returned fresh off injury versus the Chicago Bulls, 25-5-4. So what that's telling me, and you still got Cardiac Kimball at point guard, they going to the playoffs, and they going deep. So I'm going to tell you something. Brooklyn, come with the flicker flare. I got three guys for you, too. Y'all might not even get to L.A. Y'all better get out that East. That East going to be trouble. Giannis them Buffa, I don't think they're going to do anything, but they'll still give you trouble. Giannis them will still give you a little trouble, you know? And my thing is, we don't know what Philly's going to give you. Joel B been playing out of his mind. Ben Simmons has been looking kind of like, ugh. So you don't really know who else will give you contender-type reps. Then you look at Miami. Miami's going to be Miami. They're going to come play you hard. You better come with your hard hat on. You might get beat. Bam Adebayo is might be a star in front of becoming a star in front of our eyes, you know. Just just came off a career high versus the Nets, gave them forty. Nobody want to guard him. He giving guys all types of havoc out of the face up game. Havoc, that's what I call. He wreaking havoc out the face up game. So I just don't know how that East gonna play out. We gonna have to wait and see with that. But I'm gonna leave y'all with this before we get out of here. I just want to talk about my three top rookies so far who I've been most impressed with in the game. And the first one is Anthony Edwards. Uh, of course, the number one pick. Um, so I want to discuss him first. Uh, ridiculous first step. Body control. Uh, great range with the tray ball as well. He has a very consistent handle, and he will lose you off the dribble. And he can pass. He puts me in the mind of like a more explosive Harden. But he take bad shots right now, man. A lot of faders, a lot of deep tray balls, man. He in love with that tray ball right now like you not six seven excuse me, 6'7", and explosive, put that thing on the floor and go get you two, or maybe three and one, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think he just has to come more into his game, but I love his pace, the, the, the pace he plays with, and his explosiveness. Like, he will put it on the floor and go north, go north, but it's just crazy because he takes so many tray balls, too. Takes way too many threes, but I love Anthony Edwards so far. I think they're going to be really good after a while, but it's just, it's confusing me what Minnesota got going on out there right now. Um, They got D'Angelo Russell, they got Anthony Edwards, but they play him at like a point 
kind of hybrid type role. You have Malik Beasley, who you just signed to a $60 million deal, who's also kind of like a guard, two guard, three guard type role. You also have Jared Culliver, who you drafted last year with your uh, top lottery pick. He's like a two, three guard. So a lot of tweeners in that space. So guys really, I don't think guys really have the room to grow because it's, it's, it's such a, sh a shuffle. But we'll see. We'll see. They still, they still a few years away for sure. Let's get into it. The next one, LaMelo Ball. Um, this is my favorite guy uh, so far uh, of the season because y'all know I love passing, elite-level passer. He has Hall of Fame court vision right now, and I know that's a bit steep by saying Hall of Fame, but I'm telling y'all it's different. I pass, so I tell you, it's different. OK, he has a great feel for the game for him to just be this young. Like he plays with an excellent pace. He's always looking for guys getting the ball out in front. He's he'll 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 throw that ball down the whole court to get a free play if he if, if, if he wants to. And he doesn't really he hasn't really found his flow offensively yet. But I think that will continue to come over time. I think that's that that is what is happening to Lonzo. Lonzo has not found his offensive game consistently yet. That's why he hasn't found his role consistently consistently yet in the league to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I don't know. It's just something about Zoe. It's just something about Zoe's game, bro, that, that it just kind of, uh, you know, like, he, he trending very, like, average right now for me. But he's a great defender, still a great passer. A great passer, great defender, but at the number two overall pick, you look for those guys to take that next step. You know, you drive a guy top ten, top five, you look for them to go, okay, we having some good plays, you showing some promise, but now show it to me every day. Show it to me every day. You know, and I still haven't seen that yet from Lonzo. But I love LaMelo, man. I really think Melo has the chance to be one of the top point guards in this league. And his size and his ability to finish around the cup, even if he doesn't uh, develop a jumper, I think he hits enough shots to 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 – to be a threat, to pose a threat. And then, by the way, about the Hornets, I do want to say this, man. They have a team full of tradable assets, man. You look at Terry Rozier, Brandon Graham, of course, Melo now, uh, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington. They got all – and the, the Twins, the guys from Nevada, they got out there. They got a lot of good pieces. But, again, just like I was talking about with Minnesota, Brandon Graham, Rozier, and Melo are all point guards. How is that going to work? I'm seeing a lot of teams right now go with the two-point guard set. I don't know if that's something that they're trending towards, a two smaller two-guard set, go back to the more traditional size game of things, but I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know. I see what Cleveland's doing out there. They're trying to do something with Colin Sexton and, and Darius Garland. I don't know if guys are going for the Dame Lillard, uh, C.J. McCollum goal or dream, but that's very rare and few in between. You know, a lot of these guys out there on that wing and two-guard spot are 6'7 and over. You know, but I, I like the little uh, – shout out to the small ball. I like it. Okay, and the last rookie I got for you is James Wiseman. Very And the last rookie I got for you guys is James Wiseman. Very versatile, big, puts it on the floor, puts you on the mind of a hybrid mix of Chris Bosh and Anthony Davis to me. Uh, giving you giving you the best of both worlds. On the defensive end, he will attack and block shots at the rim. And on the offensive end, he's trying to turn around and either give you a turnaround jumper or finish at the cup with bad intentions. So I like him. Very active around the rim. And he's in a great spot. Great spot. You can't learn the game from nobody better else right now. This game, they they the Warriors made this game, this pace and play game, this 3 and D game, they have changed that game. So you're on the perfect team. And he can put it on the floor, and he can shoot the three. I like I like Wiseman. I I think to be honest with, if Clay was gonna be healthy this year, I think the Warriors were gonna, not gonna be a contender, but they was gonna definitely make some people nervous for real. 
Because I think Wiseman has the, the 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 upside to be one of the best centers in the league. The upside. I, a very similar prospect with Wiseman right now to me is Marvin Bagley. Same kind of t- type style prospect, but to me, Bagley fell in the wrong spot in Sacramento. Let's watch how the trajectory of their careers change now that Wiseman is on a good organization, a part of a good coaching staff. He got good vets around him showing him, showing him the ropes. I bet he gets off to a better start. But, man, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in, whoever's made it this far to this point of the podcast. Thank y'all for tapping back in with your boy. I'm going to be giving y'all all different types of vibes coming up, the sports breakdowns, the breakdown film. It's going to be a lot more daily. It's going to be a lot more rapid. We coming. No excuses. I ain't got nothing else to say, y'all. Y'all just tap in and tune into this work. Remember the motto, trust God, and you better bet on yourself every time. And then when that thing don't hit, double down again and bet on yourself again. You feel me? It's your boy, Amon Lot, man. I thank y'all for listening. Check out the podcast. Bet on yourself self podcast striving for a lot on instagram and twitter y'all go follow your boy yo man y'all be blessed